Welcome to The Dietitian Project. I'm your host, Krista Kolajesic. I'm a fellow dietitian and passionate business coach, helping you turn your dreams from vision into reality. I'm so thrilled to have you here with me. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Dietitian Project podcast. We are doing a solo episode today, which honestly, I love these solo episodes. I hope you like them too. I mean, I try and do a mix of both solo episodes and then also interviews as well. But to be honest, you know, I'm an introvert by nature and I actually really like to just sit here and chat to myself. (laughs) I envision that you're listening to me, but at the end of the day, I am chatting to myself. I'm not really having a conversation with anyone. But regardless, we are getting into a new solo episode today, which is all about things that you are guaranteed to feel when you run your own business. And the idea for this podcast actually came from a conversation I was having the other night with my fiance. We were out for a walk and this has been our summer routine. So after dinner, we head out for a walk with our dog. And this isn't really something that we used to do regularly, but it's been so nice, such a nice chance to just chat and just catch up and just unwind from the day. Having that exercise in the evening also prevents our dog from going absolutely apeshit in the evenings, which he does if he doesn't have enough exercise. So We were chatting and I was expressing, I guess I was venting a little bit about just some of the challenges, right, of being an entrepreneur. And I was talking about how you constantly feel like you're new, right? Like you're new to the game. Like it's just such a massive learning curve. And this is something that you feel, by the way, when you start a new job too, right? Or when you start a new program, whatever it might be, where you feel completely new and it's totally uncomfortable And there's so much imposter syndrome that comes with that. And I turned to him and I just said, man, you know, I wish I could get to the point where it feels easy. And he turned to me and he said, but is it ever supposed to be easy? To me, it doesn't really feel like that's the point. If it's easy, doesn't that mean that you're not actually challenging yourself? You're not actually growing. And that was really interesting for me. And he was so right. And we ended up having this conversation just about growing and changing and how maybe it's actually not about being on the pursuit of finding the easy. It's being on the pursuit of finding ways for us to be uncomfortable in the journey towards becoming better versions of ourselves. And so That was really interesting. So with that said, I thought it would be really fun to walk you through some of the things that every single entrepreneur feels. So some of the softer things, so the more emotional things, those feelings that you get when you're running your own business. And this is really for all you business owners out there who think you're the only ones, because spoiler alert, you're absolutely not. We all feel the same way. And it's for all of the aspiring business owners so that you know what to expect when you get into it. So I'm going to go through about seven things that often come up for me and that I have felt, some of which I've worked my way through, some of which I'm still very much feeling right now, but seven different things that really come with running your own business. 
So I want to start off on a really high note. So there's some good, good things here, absolutely. And then there's some also challenging things here. And I want to make sure that I am accurately portraying both sides. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the fulfillment that you feel when you run your own business and when you have your own thing. Man, there is truly, truly, truly nothing like it. When you get the opportunity to wake up every single day and work on the things that you want to work on and structure your day how you want to structure it, it is incredible. And also the ability to create something that you really feel passionate about and you really feel drawn to, that's such an incredible feeling and something that you will never get if you're not doing your own thing, if you're working for somebody else. Because if you're working for somebody else, you never have control over those things. You're always doing something on somebody else's agenda. And so I'm not saying that when you run your own business, there's not going to be things that you have to do that you don't necessarily want to do. Of course there are. Of course there are. There's some of those you know, business foundational things. I was just recording a lecture for my online course about just setting up your business yesterday and all of the legal things that go into that, all of the whatever's, you know, businessy type things that go into that, that often we're like, oh man, I do not want to do that. That is not the fun piece here, but you still have to do it, right? So I'm not saying that everything that you're going to work on is going to be things that you are absolutely going to be fired up about, but the majority of things are. And I was talking to a client yesterday and she was saying how she was asked to do a project that she was like, oh man, I just, to be honest, don't feel like I want to do this. It's something that I just don't want to do, but should I really be turning away money at this point in my business? And I said to her, don't you forget that the reason why you got into business for yourself is so that you could do the things that you wanted to do. If you were going to work on things that you don't want to do, you could just be working for somebody else, (laughs) right? That's not why we get into business for ourselves in the first place. So If you find that you're spending the majority of your time doing things that you actually don't enjoy doing, then that's not the point. And you need to make a pivot and you need to make a change when it comes to your business. So even if you're seeing clients one-on-one and all of a sudden you realize, wow, this is not what I want to be doing. I was talking to somebody the other day and she's been seeing a lot of insurance clients and all of a sudden has realized, you know, this is something that I just don't want to do anymore. It's really, really draining for me. And so for her, it's going to be about pivoting and figuring out how do we come back to that place of working with people that you really feel passionately about helping and that you're really in a subject matter that you're really interested and really engaged in. So number one, fulfillment like you've never felt before. Number two, guilt. Guilt. Yes, this is a strong one for sure. For me, that guilt comes around when I'm not working. The interesting thing about running your own business is that that off switch that usually comes with, you know, when you leave the office or when you leave your place of work and you go home and that's a signal to yourself and your mind and your body that work is done and personal life begins. Interestingly, when you run your own business, that switch, it's not there. It's not the same thing. 
And so you have to make a very active effort to turn it off and then make sure you're prioritizing your personal life as well. And so one thing to remember here is that this feeling is 100% within your control, 100% within your control. And it took me a while to realize that. I was like, why am I feeling guilty when I'm not working? When at the end of the day, the reason why I got into business for myself in the first place was so that I could have the flexibility to live the life that I wanted while also doing the work that I wanted. So it took me a while to really realize and wrestle with that concept that like, no, 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 my personal life is actually just as valuable to me as my business life. And so I need to make sure that I'm prioritizing both. And so what that has looked like for me is that I've talked about this before in past episodes, but this idea of a big three. So every day I have a big three, which basically means what are the three top priorities that I need to get done today? The reason why I do that is because when you have a laundry list of things that you want to get accomplished, you don't do any of them because all of a sudden it's really overwhelming and you just say to yourself, you know what, I'm too overwhelmed with this. I'm going to start later or I'm going to look at it tomorrow. I'm going to get cracking on it tomorrow. And then you just keep going, 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 going with that same thing and then you never do anything. So I have a big three for the day, but then I also have a big three for my life as well. So I have a big three from a personal perspective, and then I have a big three from a work perspective. So big three personal might mean like, I gotta, I gotta go out and go for a walk today because I know that's good for my mental health. It makes me feel great. And I love to get outside and listen to a podcast. I might be reading a bit of my book. It might be baking muffins in the afternoon. Whatever that looks like for me, there's a big three for my life and a big three for my work. Number two, just to recap, was all about guilt. And also maybe for you, I know a lot of people listening to this, like you are working moms or dads and or just parents and you, you know, you may have guilt around working on your businesses when you have kids and you have so many other priorities. And so that feeling of guilt is very valid. But just remember that you have complete control over it. Number three is fear. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I've talked about this many, many times, but fear. Fear that you're going to do something wrong. Fear that you're going to fail. It's all there and it's all very real. And the reason why it's real is because the brain does a really good job of making us feel fear to protect ourselves from situations that might be harmful. But the thing is, is that our our mind doesn't really understand what is actually harmful. Like what is harmful in the way of like a saber-toothed tiger running after us and hunting us for food versus what is just made up fear? What is just made up fear that we are projecting and that we are, we are trying to, you know, come up with solutions to even though it hasn't even happened yet? One thing that I always come back to is just this quote of like, feel the fear, but do it anyways. And acknowledging that fear is real and it's there for a reason, but we don't have to succumb to it. We don't have to let it dictate our behaviors. And one thing that I always remember, and it's from somebody named Marie Forleo. She is a guru within the business world. She has a book out called Everything is Figureoutable. But she talks about how you basically understand whether fear is the type of fear that you should push past and lean into and the type of fear 
that you should actually run away from. (laughs) I honestly can't remember exactly how she phrased it. So I'm paraphrasing it here. But the fear that you get that feels like dread versus the fear that you get that feels like exhilaration. So when you all of a sudden feel fear, but it makes you expand and you're like, it makes you take a breath and it makes you expand. It makes you think about opportunities. That's one type of fear versus the type of fear that makes you contract and makes you feel like you go inward and makes you feel like you just don't even want to go there. So for me, a couple examples here of the dread fear is like, The fear of having to do improv in front of a group of people or, for instance, you remember when you were a kid or maybe this has happened in your life more recently, but when you are at like summer camp and they ask everyone to do introductions and you have to do an icebreaker where you're asked to tell a joke in front of the group. Okay, nothing could be worse to me than that. Nothing could be worse. (laughs) That to me is dread fear. That is dread, dread, dread fear. But then... There's this other side that's exhilaration fear. For me, that's doing something like when I quit my job and pursue my business full time. That was really scary. There was so much unknown there. But when I thought about it, it it made me open up and it made me excited and it made me think about all of the possibilities. And that's really how you know the difference between the two. Okay, so fear number three, fear. Number four, always thinking that you should be doing more than you are. (laughs) Yes, always thinking that you should be doing more than you are. This tends to come from comparison and what I like to call, and I'm sure this is not my original idea, I'm sure I heard it somewhere, but comparison fatigue, which is basically where you spend so much time comparing yourself against other people that it stops you from doing anything. And this can be really debilitating. And so I'm talking to you. If you are the person who has started a business or started an Instagram account and you see all of the other people doing similar things and it makes you feel bad about yourself, it makes you feel like maybe you should just stop, like what's even the point, like, well, it's already been done, so why even try All of those feelings that basically just honestly make you feel like crap. And you got to stop it. You got to stop it. If you find yourself doing that, what you can do is, and often this happens on social media, right? When we're consuming social media content. So we're scrolling through Instagram and we follow all these people that are doing similar things We think that it's inspiring, but in reality, it actually makes us feel bad about ourselves. So if you don't want to actually unfollow these people, then just mute them, mute them from your feed. Because at the end of the day, and and I do this, I do this, I actually mute my feed from any other people that are talking about similar things that I'm talking about. The reason why I do this, with the exception of a few, I don't do it for everyone, but The reason why I do this is because I don't want to be influenced by what other people are doing. I don't want to be influenced. I want to do what I feel is right and what I feel makes sense for my business. I don't want to know what somebody else is doing because I know that that's going to either make me second guess myself or it's going to make me think that what I'm doing isn't going to work or if I should be doing something different, whatever it might be. And I don't want any of that. 
And you shouldn't want any of that either. So if you find that you're comparing yourself a lot and you're succumbing to the comparison fatigue, then do the things that you have to do to shut that off. And I promise you, it is going to make a huge difference. Try it out for a week if you don't believe me and see how you feel at the end of that week. It's pretty incredible. Okay, so number four was always thinking you should be doing more than you are. Number five is indecision. Indecision over which direction to take, over what you should be doing. And I'm facing this right now, to be honest with you. I'm going through something right now with my business that I'm basically faced with two very different paths and I've been mulling, mulling, mulling over which direction I need to take and I just, I still don't even know. And, you know, I sent an email to my business coach yesterday about it and I was like, I just don't know what to do about this. I'm in this position, I don't know what to do about this and I don't know which direction to take. And she said to me, she was like, you know what? Any decision that you make is okay. Any decision you make is okay, but what I want you to do is I want you to go out for a walk and I want you to think about why you are doing this in the first place. Why did you start your business in the first place? What is your mission? What is your why? Go back to your why and then reassess these two options and decide which one is more aligned with my vision. And there may not be a clear answer. There may not be a clear option. There is only two different options and you have to pick one. You have to pick one and you take action. And guess what? If it doesn't work, you pivot and you do the other thing. And that's totally okay. And so I see this a lot with people when they're trying to define their niche. There's a lot of fear around that and making the wrong decision or choosing the wrong thing. I also find this too for my clients when they're going to price their services and there's also a lot of fear around that because they feel like if they pick something they're stuck with it forever. But let's not forget everyone, this is your business. You can make all the decisions. If you want to change your pricing tomorrow, guess what? You can do it. If you want to change your niche tomorrow, guess what? You can do it. There's no right way, there's no wrong way, there is only your way. And what I have really found is that this indecisiveness, this is where having a business coach has come in so clutch for me. And I know it has for my clients too, because often they get paralyzed with the indecision and they don't take any action. And they need somebody to just push them past that and push them, give them a gentle nudge in the right direction. Or in a direction. I mean, right? I said that there's no right, there's no right or there's no wrong way to do it. There's just a way to do it. And I stand by that. So number five was indecision. Number six, discomfort. Yes, you have to be okay with stepping outside your comfort zone. And I know everyone tells you this, but you actually do. You actually have to be okay with it and you actually have to do it. So for me, this was when I first started on Instagram stories. Holy moly, that was the most awkward feeling in the entire world. I remember my first day of being a full-time entrepreneur and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this and I'm going to really go for it and I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to get on my Instagram stories. And oh man, it was so, so, so awkward. Like I was filming so close to my face, first of all, and 
I was mumbling about something. I don't even know what it was. And it just felt really awkward. But guess what? I did it. And then I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And now I love it. It's tons of fun. I love that it's a new way to connect with everyone. So you just have to do it. You have to, have to, have to do it. And I think this is really fun for me when I see my clients who have never, ever once shown their face on Instagram, have never once shown up in their stories, have never once shown up as like a photo of themselves, just themselves, not with other friends in their feeds. And then all of a sudden they start doing it. And then what always happens is they start doing it again and again and again and again and again. And I think it's because as soon as you start doing it, you realize, hey, actually that wasn't that hard. And hey, actually that wasn't scary. And hey, actually nobody sent me a nasty message or made fun of me. So guess what? It's actually not as bad as I thought it was. And it's actually pretty fun. So the discomfort is very real, but it's very important to push past that. Number seven, some days you're going to feel like you've got this and other days you're going to question why you're doing it. And it absolutely happens. And oftentimes this is when things come up that you just didn't expect. Or for instance, you've gone through a period of time where you haven't signed a new client or perhaps it's taking you longer to sign your first client than you thought you would. Guess what? It's going to happen. Nobody ever said that this is going to be easy. Nobody ever said that it was going to go exactly the way that you wanted it to. And so some days you're going to feel like this. And I have a hard time with it too. If I haven't signed a new client for a period of time that feels too long for me, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What am I, right? Like you have all of these identity crises of like, oh my God, have I failed? And then guess what? Next day, oh, perfect. New client just came in the door and then suddenly you're on top of the world. So in that respect, that's when, that's where the high highs and the low lows really come from. And that leads me into my next one, which is you're going to be disappointed at what doesn't work or how slowly things take, but then you're also going to be really surprised and really excited at what does work and what does resonate with people. So a couple of things that I want to touch on here is things like Instagram growth. Sometimes people will start their Instagram accounts, they'll immediately get, you know, a certain number of followers, and they'll be on a high from that. It's it's so exciting. Then all of a sudden, it slows down. And they start to second guess themselves. And they start to think, Oh, man, you know, why, why am I doing this? Should I be doing this? Maybe what I'm doing isn't good enough? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to switch? Do I need to do something different? Maybe I should just stop. And what I always have to drill in is that There is absolutely no such thing as an overnight success, and this is an infinite game. You are only trying to get better, a little bit better every single day, and there's no end. There's no end when it comes to entrepreneurship. You're not working towards a finish line. And so you have to really make active effort to be satisfied with what you do achieve instead of constantly feeling like you need to do more. Because guess what? It's always a moving target. It's always a moving target. If you, if I think, oh man, my goal is to do this and then all of a sudden I'll do it and I'll be like, well, I could have done more, (laughs) right? And so I think that that's the thing is we need to be realistic with ourselves and need to set expectations for ourselves that are kind and that are celebratory and that celebrate the small things and celebrate the small successes instead of feeling disappointed when things don't go exactly how we thought they would. Because guess what? That's not how life works. 
Number eight, my final one, is that you are going to feel and you are going to become a completely different person. I am certain of that. So for me, what that has looked like is that I am a completely different person than I was even six months ago. I am more confident. I'm more self-assured. I am much less guided by fear and I'm much more guided by my own framework of what I feel is right. I also view challenges in a completely different way. I look at challenges as opportunities to grow instead of scary, scary things that I should avoid. And this is really translated into every other part of my life, like my personal opinions about things. I feel like I know myself better and I'm able to make decisions in my life better than I ever was before. So that's been really interesting for me. And that's been really amazing to see and to to just watch how and watch it, just see how things have changed over the short while. Uh, It's pretty cool. So to recap, that was my list of eight things that you are guaranteed to feel when you run your own business. Number one was fulfillment like you've never felt before. Number two was guilt. Number three was fear. Number four was always thinking you should be doing more than you actually are. Number five was indecision. Number six, discomfort. Number seven, some days you're going to feel like you've got this. Other days you're going to question why you're doing it. Number eight is you're going to be disappointed at what doesn't work or how slowly things take. But you're also going to be really surprised at what does work and what does resonate with people. And then number eight, you are going to become a completely different person. And I think I messed up. I'm pretty sure that was number nine. And I actually have a list of nine things. So anyways, you got a bonus. So thanks so much for listening. I love doing this podcast. I love chatting with you. So if you love this podcast, make sure to click subscribe in Apple Podcasts to ensure that you get updates whenever I publish a new episode. And if you enjoyed it, please leave me a rating and review. I always really, really appreciate that. It helps to ensure that this podcast is... Uh, shown to more people, which is really cool. And so if you have any questions or comments, please always reach out to me via my website or slide into my DMs on Instagram at the dietitian project. I would love nothing more than to hear from you until next time, everyone have a great week.